Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined this week with Brett Freeman. Hello everyone. And Jonathan Lee. Hi everybody. Alright guys, so it is PAX week. By the time we air this, we'll probably be like full-blown into PAX. We're like, probably release this Wednesday, it'll be Friday that PAX is right around the corner. So it's here. This is our big event every year that ffg has come for the past three years and had the first system open of this series um so we're going to get into a little bit of detail of how we're prepping what we're excited for you know maybe we'll spoil our list because they're probably nothing great um but first i kind of want to take a look at uh brazilian grand championship uh it's it's a little bit interesting i know brett's a little bit upset brett why are you upset about this there are no Jedi anywhere to be found. The, the highest Jedi list came in 28th place. Like, that's just a disgrace. Is it? <laughs> it is. I mean, okay, so we got a lot of Force users in here that I'm looking at. we got Dooku, we've got the Grand Inquisitor, we've got Vader. They're kind of like Jedi, right? It's right? Dooku. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Dooku is an NPE. Um, no, but it, it's a very interesting thing to look at the winner was six techno union bombers with struts and proximity mines this is a really interesting list um i'm intrigued like it's it's something i haven't seen before uh it's definitely hasn't i mean it looks just like a normal uh swarm but i think at the same time like it it packs a little bit of a different punch you don't get those standard rerolls or the seer uh, swarm shenanigans but you you got these like now what are they five health bombers that are dropping bombs on you uh what do you think about this so they're dropping bombs and they can then just sort of stay exactly where they are just pivot around dropping bombs behind them i mean it's kind of a, a cool concept i can't think of a a better way to get you know that much of a no fly zone going on the board anywhere yeah and like we talk about like how much like like i said these things have five health and and they're just they're probably a lot harder to kill than those vulture which um are pretty hard to kill themselves sharing the token so that's definitely something i'd like to put on the table in the future but uh other than that like i i think everything on this list like we saw a, a, the person that came in second had a seer swarm um first in swiss was vader grand inquisitor echo nothing special there uh, i mean we've kind of hit this state in the meta where it's 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 literally just recycled stuff so i know probably everyone's like begging for the points adjustment to shake things up which is awesome aspect of the game i would say so that's got to be like right around the corner i think people are super tired like just going down this entire list you just see four black sun assassins torkoal swarms oh look there's anakin Hobi, rick there was three in snare list the entire um tournament which and two of them made cut look at that 66 percent conversion rate um but yeah like i, I like i said i, I think we're at a state in the game that we need that points adjustment because the longer that this comes, the longer this stays like this, uh, the more people are just going to like feel, feel a certain way about the game. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's definitely getting a little stale. Um, I mean, five of the top 16 lists or whatever have phantoms. I mean, there, I think there were eight Torkoal swarms. Like people have figured out what's good action now and uh you know that fun time of exploring options you may not have been able to use for a while definitely seems like it's over besides the techno bomber you know list that won the whole thing i guess yeah definitely well i don't know like when i look at it yes there are a lot of um i mean there are a lot of seer swarms but like every like seer swarms are often very different from one or i shouldn't say very different but there's a lot of variations between individual seer swarms whether they go for Trade Federation drones or Separatist drones, struts or no struts, energy shell charges or not, a Discord missile here or there. So there is some variation. I think if you run across a Seer Swarm, you really need to look at your opponent's cards to know exactly what they have because it's very easy to like 
forget not notice that they have like this one guy has a discord missile someone else doesn't have discord missiles someone has struts someone doesn't so i think there is some variation there and um i mean i do notice this one diogo emilia played uh academy pilots with an omicron group pilot with uh sloan so i I did see that as well yeah You'd think you would see more Sloan, you know, a really good counter to Jedi and to, I guess, uh, I don't think Separatists want to be stressed either, but I think good counter to Jedi. So it's surprising you don't see some more of that. But I guess the Imperial players are sort of crystallizing around three ship aceless or um, Jendon Inquisitors. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, because, I mean, we saw Sloan back in the beginning of second edition kind of really pop up and perform very well. And... It, I believe it got a points increase along the road, and then I feel like it might have got the points decrease, or something happened where like it, it was completely viable to bring Sloan again, and then it just didn't happen. Um, you stopped being able to take her on Phantoms. Okay, is that, that what it was? I think that was definitely part of it. Okay, so then maybe they reduced their points then, uh, the last points adjustment. Because remember, we were we mentioned that you could actually, it, it was viable to take her again, and you really haven't seen her so it'll be interesting to see if anything like that does pop up again um granted like i said we probably don't have too many more big tournaments prior to the points adjustment um i'm is lvo prior to the points adjustment so they don't know yet um if it's the same as last year it'll be probably the last event of the current points change um but if they you know make the the change earlier which always could happen then lvo would be the first event probably of the new Cool. Yeah, like last year, um, was it Phoenix? The Phoenix system open, right? Was like Phoenix right... was yeah. It was like the day before the points change. I think yeah. actually they'd already announced the points change. It just didn't go into effect yet. And then uh, those of us in Toronto had to play with the new ones. Toronto was the first one, right? Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see of how LVO pans out. How similar this is all gonna like pan out to that and go from there. Um, other than that, we really don't have much news to talk about with the X-Wing. I think we're in like a little bit of a dark spot. I have a feeling that it has to do with the movie. I doubt we'll see anything come out or any kind of big news drop prior. They might be in the you know dark. They might have some kind of secret announcement happening. Who knows? But, I mean, we really haven't gotten too much information about anything literally we just got the system open news like a week ago so i'm not sure what ffg is doing at the moment like i said i have a feeling that it has to do with the movie they might be on some kind of very strict nda so we'll hopefully we're getting some news out of ffg there i guess uh news wise they did announce did we talk about it last week where the new app they're gonna. They, the yeah, we, we. I believe we did mention that. I, oh, also, right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't dismiss Epic. I mean, Epic has come, has come out, and I know that might not be everyone's cup of tea, but they might be letting that settle down a little bit, like having people play that a little bit before. I mean, because there's different scenarios in Epic, like the Aces High scenario and stuff like that, that we are getting at packs. They're going to be running pods of that. So, um, I, I guess I should say that we have that, but. Other than that, like as far as competitive X-Wing, it seems like we're almost on a break um, for a bit until we, we see something else happen. So let's jump in. Uh, Chris was so kind to have broken down some meta-analysis on hyperspace for us because we were all expecting to be flying extended come <laughs> this next Friday. And here we are scurrying around trying to figure out our hyperspace list except for brett because he flies jedi and we all know and only jedi um one thing i want to say like i'm actually looking at this brazilian grand championship data i'm feeling you know more excited that the change is hyperspace because like half of the lists it seems in uh in this tournament are not hyperspace legal um so we're just talking about how stale it is uh you know at least it's not going to be just a you know a copy and paste of of a tournament like this where, you know, people are going to have to bust out uh, some different types of at least empire rebel and scum lists. That's a good point because I feel like at least in the Philadelphia area, we have seen like, we haven't seen a hyperspace trial since what June or July, I believe it was. Um, Granted there was some in the surrounding area. So like we've been primarily focused on extended. 
So it is definitely a very good change of pace that you know we're, we're going to this. Like I, I like I said, I know some areas are still wrapping up their hyperspace trials. There was some in October, I believe they wrapped up in November. Um, so maybe that's not true for everyone, but at the same time, like I said, here in Philadelphia, we, we've been super, basically since Novo, that's all we've been looking at is extended. And it, that is a very good point. That it's a nice change of pace because we'd probably be expecting to see Torkel some sort. We'd be expecting to see Whisper all over the place um, and so on and so forth. So let's get into a little bit of our hyperspace faction breakdown. Um, a couple things that we want to, uh, we're not going to go into whole percentages or anything like that, but a couple things that um, we should t- tell you that we want to tech for is Definitely Jedi. I think that's going to be one of the hottest factions out there. Like, and I know as soon as we heard that this was going to be hyperspace, everyone was saying, "Okay, Jedi are just going to run away with it." And Brett, you could comment on this. What do you think? I, I mean, no one loves Jedi more than I do, but uh, you know, they they don't seem to run away with too many of the big events. I guess um, I I think that they have the potential to be very strong, but. Uh, you know, that ensnare boogeyman that, that they really hate is still out there. Um, and, you know, all of the, the factions really have a, a lot of competitive lists. I, I do think uh, there's going to be a very strong percentage of Jedi just because there are even an extended. So people who are used to them are going to just stick with them. But uh, I don't think Jedi are going to dominate too much, but you definitely should be prepared for, for, for them and, you know, see if you can try and counter their cute little tricks i think um jedi i mean republic and separatists they keep all their tricks and they were they're very competitive and extended and they get to keep every all their toys i guess the same is true with first order and resistance but they have been sort of like on a lower tier below republic and separatists uh so i i wouldn't i would agree with brett that every faction all the factions have um, good lists, but I do think that separatists, uh, a change to hyperspace, I think makes puts the advantage to separatists and the Galactic Republic. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but with that, so with that being said, we're definitely going to expect to see Seer Swarms out there, um, and Snare's probably going to make an appearance. We, I'm still not sold on this, even though everyone tells me that it's going to be some giant boogeyman. Um, Empire Aces are definitely going to be in there. We'll get into that a little bit down the road. Um, so I guess maybe that's where we should start then. Um, Empire, what we're expecting to see with Empire, you know, right off the bat, you're going to see the Vaders. You're going to see Soontir mixed with there. The Grand Inquisitor is now hyperspace legal. Um, the regular Inquisitors are hyperspace legal, so I would definitely expect to see them. So you're going to see a lot of Ace play with that. I, I know, Brett, you, you before Jedi came out, you dabbled all into this. Um, so th- they are very good. Like, I've run them before, you've run them before. They're, there's a reason that they are where they are in this game. And it's something that you I definitely think that we're going to see this weekend. Oh, definitely, right. And I mean... Vader, Soontir, and Grand Inquisitor just thrown together, right? I mean, Vader and Grand Inquisitor plus Whisper won worlds. Now you can just swap out Whisper, throw Soontir in there, who, you know, yeah, he's he's not quite as consistent offensively, and he can't do, uh, you know, the decloak shenanigans, but, you know, in the hands of a really competent player, you know, he's, like, the best ship in the game if you can get him to the end game. So, I mean, that's a really scary list out there. If I wasn't flying Jedi, that is... 100% what I would be taking. Um, and, you know, you still have a massive bid even when you just throw those together. So uh, you're going to be able to outbid basically everyone with two I6s and an I5, uh, five Force tokens, and, you know, soon tier kind of being like a mini Jedi where he's able to do his double repositions and still end up with a focus, or you block him and he ends up with a focus. Uh, you know, he's really flexible. It's a, a very strong list, and there's so much room in there that you can really customize it and make it uh, a very fun play experience for yourself, at least. <laughs> definitely, um, and, and of course, we're going to see. You definitely are going to see um, 
tie swarms out there like they've never gone away they were good in hyperspace they're good in extended so i guarantee you might see them on the table somewhere you might not play one but i definitely think we're gonna see some out there uh this is one of the things that i do want to look out for is rack has kind of been making appearances here and there and with this being uh this large of a tournament rack and something else i feel like is something to take a look at I know you. it might not be that you know thing that you have to tech against, but it's something that you definitely have to know what it is, how it's going to be flying, and it's going to show up. And actually, I, I think that this is going to perform somewhat well. Um, I, I know one of our locals, he's a huge Rack fan, so I'd be curious to see if he's bringing it. Uh, but like I said, this is something that I'm definitely keeping my eye on. I, mean, I think the reinforce on the decimators is really powerful. Passive mods are good. And um, in a two ship list, I think Rack is almost always carrying some sort of bomb, some sort of device. Uh, so, you know, he can ram into you and then reinforce, shoot you, get past you, drop something like Proxmine, Proton, Bomb, something like that. Definitely. On you. Um, Minis- um, is it Tua that's, that she is not hyperspace legal yet? Yeah, and then um, and then you have to watch like uh, shenanigans with uh, Moff Gerard letting uh, Rack uh, boost Rack or Oiken boost, um, and then like they can boost and then drop munitions. So you'd think that like because was it Italian Grands like uh, uh, Oiken Rack beat a separatist swarm in uh, in the final, right? And that's something you would think that they would just completely. I don't think Moff. Gerard is hyperspace legal as well, but oh, okay. um, right. yeah, you would think that's something that like would just completely shred something like rack. It's um, really all hard. Those guns, especially keep, if they have seer. It's hard to keep track of which crew are hyperspace legal or not, especially with Empire having so many of them. Um, but yeah, I think they're the two big things that are going to boost rap rack is Tua and. Uh, the Grand Moff, but I they are not hyperspace. Yeah, they're not hyperspace. But I mean, there's still a good amount of crew out here, and they have a gunner, so they can you know Rack can be doing something with Fifth Brother to be pushing through a ton of crits. Death Troopers are a thing that are going to be out there. Darth Vader stripping tokens. It definitely is something that can be built, and uh, I would I would not brush that under the rug. I um, wouldn't either, but I. I would still rather have the Vader, Suntir, Grand Inquisitor, or just the Howl Swarm. Right? I mean, Howl Swarm, everyone always says, you know, is like the best list that no one's ever playing. Um, this could really be its its chance to shine. So I I think I would put those definitely a tier ahead of Rack plus whatever uh, in hyperspace at sure. least. Definitely. Um, one of the other lists that is you're probably going to see uh, somewhere in the tournament is Foresight Taps. Um, with the ruling that foresight can be used in the active or in the attack phase, this is something that is pretty huge because the taps are going to be getting mods without having to spend that force token and being able to send uh, save that on defense. So if you're in those those bullseyes, they're getting basically a free two dice modded shot um, without having to spend that force. And it's very hard to kill that. Jonathan, you can comment on this, on how hard it is to kill these things. Yeah. I mean, the, when, uh, at the, um, inquisitor, the, um, tie advanced V V one, the, yep. they're one of the few ships in the game that can, it, it, the inquisitor has force and it can white evade. So, whereas like most of, are there all the other, I'm just thinking right now, all the other force ships uh, cannot white evade. Is that correct? Yeah, Vader can't, Luke can't, uh, Jedi cannot, you know, so they can't white evade. So it's one of the few places where you can defensive token stack like that. And it can make it very hard to push damage through when they're rolling those three green dice and uh, have an evade token and force to back that up. And with sense, right, they, uh, they can really just be anywhere, right? They're going to know where you're going to be and they're so maneuverable with those uh, blue one uh, turns that they're going to be able to block you if they want to, and they can link into a focus. So, uh, you know, maybe they don't get the evade that turn, but, you know, having a focus 
and then a force is also a pretty solid place to be. Yeah, I mean, with that blue one turn and a barrel roll, they, they can basically just sit in place if they want to. So do you think without Jendin, are st- people still going to bring taps with munitions uh, without having without having Jendin as backup for target locks? It's a good question. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think Jendin definitely helped that, and I think if they're wasting that action to target lock, they're probably playing the game wrong. Um, I think Foresight is definitely the way to go um, because they are on the lower initiative side, so it's going to be very hard for them to get that that missile off without blowing up Um, because I feel like they want to basically evade every single turn. What about you, Brett? You think that? So I back at like an early... 2.0 2.0 I'd run a, a list with uh, instinctive aim and munitions on them um, but you know that only really fits right now to get five of them if you go ion missiles so I think you're probably right like they don't want to be target locking that's definitely a mistake in my mind so uh, yeah I think the foresight version that we were talking about is going to be the one that shows up uh, if they show up at all I, I wouldn't be too worried about munitions without gendered being around all right so let's move on from Empire. Um, they're going to be there. They're going to make an appearance. There's nothing more to it. They'll probably be the most represented faction like they always are. They're like they always are, of course. Um, so let's jump into Rebels. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Rebels going into this. Like I know people are looking at Luke Wedge. They're looking at um, Wedge with something else. I don't know if uh, I mean Han's still going to be there. The, I think the big thing is going to still be beef here. Like I think, all right. So I know people are thinking of lists with Han wedge, Han Lando, Han VCX, you know, Han Jake is okay. I would say maybe like wedge Jake is going to uh, be there for Ewing still is going to be making appearance. I I definitely think, but I really think that we're going to see some more beef lists that are going to be performing well. And I know uh, some locals are looking at it. Jonathan, I know you're probably, even though you have no idea what you're running, you're probably going to end up running, you know, some kind of beef list out there. Um, but what, what do you guys think about just the Rebel faction in general? Like, what do you think stands out that might worry you a little bit or might make you make you take a second look? I mean, I think we people talk about Han and the Falcon, but do we actually see it that often? You know, I don't recall actually seeing it that often um right i definitely think it's one of those things that everyone says how good han is but nobody ever brings it like like a tie swarm you know like right talk about it but you don't see that many hans definitely you know uh aside from uh aside from that brief era of even like when handbrake han was big you didn't actually see that many like han jake i think that the vcx i mean i know like in europe there have been like the VCX made a big splash with Hera, you know, or there have been some results in Europe where the VCX has done really well, but I haven't really seen it here in North America. I think that um, now Luke Wedge, Jake, or Luke Wedge AP5, there have been some high profile um, people who've flown that. Like uh, I know Marcel flew that at, um, at Euros or at the, um, the X Wing team championship. And then. Uh, yeah, and at Nova, and at Nova, and then what's uh, Akhtar Khan? He flew it to top two at um, at system op- at the Australian System Open. So there are people who've had some success with like Luke Wedge, Jake Luke Wedge, AP five. Um, it seems like though uh, it's a thing. I feel like Empire or Republic probably does that type of list better. You know, the two or three ship, the three ship ace. Um, but I would agree, like most Rebel lists that you see are going to be like four, probably like four ships that are either some combination of X, B, Y, U. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one, the one nice thing that the Rebels have that Empire and Republic really don't have is that they can turn that into a a big Alpha Strike, uh, like Proton Torp list, but. Um, you know, besides that, I, I think I agree with everything you're saying there, Jonathan. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so uh, AP5, I think, is a real menace. Like, um, I, I've seen him in action. I think he's one of the most underrated pilots out there. And, and like, if a list is going to perform well, that could be the list that I think everyone might be missing out on is the Luke Wedge AP5. Or maybe just AP5 
like should be maybe being thrown into like lists that aren't necessarily thinking about taking them. Um, but I think the majority of everyone's going to be bringing some kind of beef list uh, with Rebels to begin with. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this or what we're going to see with Rebels, but I, I think it's going to be the same Leia shenanigans that we have been seeing for a long time. I think has Leia actually been showing up that often in Rebel lists recently? I I mean maybe I think so. Um, at least all the ones that I've seen across the table, like I feel like anytime that you have a carrier, Leia's on there. But I mean, I mean maybe Leia's kind of past her prime since that last points adjustment. Um, but yeah, so Rebels, do you guys have any other final comments about this? I, I mean, I do agree. Like Leia is still really good, but I don't know if she's not ubiquitous like she used to be. Right. All right, let's jump into Resistance. Um, Resistance, I am super not... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, the one the one list out of Resistance that I'm not even so much worried about is just those goddamn T-70 X-Wings have one more health than they should. Every time I see those four T-70s across the table, I'm always just like, I need to focus these down. And it's always... So many times have I seen that two of these goddamn suckers have been just flying around with one health and i'm probably appeasing the one resistance player that listens and is laughing because that's the the one thing so i i would say quad t70s and some kind of transport list could make some kind of appearance at pax this weekend five a wings i think we might be past that what about brett you you have some experience with that you might know what their the current state of them are I, I tried putting them back on the table after Worlds, and I, I, I just, I mean, they're really fun. They go really fast, but I felt like it was definitely a step down in the power curve uh, compared to where it used to be. I don't know if everything else has just gotten better and we've moved past that, or uh, you know, if the lack of Lulo really did just just take away the punch that that list needed. But um, I am personally not very scared of it, and. Uh, it's not something I would really give much thought to bringing right now. Right. Um, Jonathan, do you have anything about resistance that, I mean, I mean, like this is one of those factions that I, I feel like we have certain like archetypes from them, like with the um, transport pods and the, the little escape pod. And, but I, I feel like this is one of those factions that might make some kind of scary appearance. Just something that everyone's kind of missed. But what do you think? Uh, like resistance has sort of underperformed for. I mean, when they first came out, I think resistance did super well. You know, back when the resistance conversion kit came out. Uh, but I think since then, since the over the course of the last several point adjustments, it's sort of fallen off. I think people who really love Poe are gonna bring Poe, but other than that, uh, you know, Poe and friends, and then maybe. Um, like various four ship builds, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of it. Um, you know, I think I'd be surprised. I don't wouldn't. I don't think that you will see many of the uh, YT thirteen hundreds or the resistance. Although you know, I've seen some. I played against some good resistance bomber lists. It's kind of a niche sort of thing. So I think, yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing a ton of it. So I had the opportunity to play against a really interesting Ray list. Um, where it had the crew carrier that it clears all the um, stress with the blue maneuver. I can't. So Corsella? Right. So she had that with the title on her so she could like boost after doing the sloop and or rotate. And, and like between the force and everything like that, like it really kind of like it wasn't that bad. Like I, I think like, I mean, obviously it had all the works it had. Uh, Tycho, um, Finn. So it was probably a lot of points, but it did a lot of damage. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's kind of eyeing that up. But at the same time, like, the data has shown that resistance just kind of underperforms. And I mean, it, those diehard resistance fans out there are going to bring it. But um, I, I'd be shocked to see how many of these actually end up in the cut or make a real appearance. Um, next, let's go into our best friends, super favorite faction, First Order. 
I mean, I don't think anything's really kind of changed here. <laughs> I almost feel bad for First Order because you literally have like four archetypes almost. You have Kylo Tabs and Quick Draw. Um, Quick Draw and a bunch of generics, basically SFs, Epsilons, Kylo and four, and then a bunch of SFs. With the you know the passive sensors shenanigans is out there with the passive sensors and the missiles. Um, you know this kind of falls into the same boat as Resistance, where you have those diehard First Order fans now that are going to try to make this work at all costs. Um, we're kind of in that state of the game where we are waiting for the uh, Von Reich's tie to come out, so it's going to be interesting to see how how this really kind of plays out. Um, I, I would. My prediction is we're going to maybe see one first order in in the cut. Um, hopefully it's Chris because I'm sure he's probably bringing first order. But I, I just don't know how I feel about them at the moment. Like Kylo Tabs and Quitrol, I would say is a pretty decent list, but I, I just don't think the hype behind it is there. And I, it's something that you have to know about. But I'm not sure if you need to worry too much about it. Any comment on uh, first order, guys? Like if you shoot a taps in that Kylo Taps and Quick Draw list is gonna kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there's just no getting around that. Um but I I mean I agree with you, right? That's a very well known list and in the hands of a good player it's it's gonna do well. Um but getting it to that five win threshold is probably gonna be a little tough just because everyone has had so many reps against it. Um and yeah, I mean Kylo is still, you know, an absolute menace. Um so he will he will by himself win you a number of games, but I, I personally wouldn't be too hyped about first order. Um, but like you said, Chris is going to be flying them and he'll probably win the whole thing with them because he is one of those diehards who has so many refs with them that he can make it work. You just jinxed them, but all right. So that, that's our, <laughs> Jonathan, do you have any comments on first order? Yeah. in I mean, in the first order, I mean, they have some tools. Uh, I was just thinking of um, what's his name? Snoke. Supreme Leader Snake. Right. I mean, is that a, you know, being able to look at, pick an opponent's style anywhere on the board, and say, spend a force, flip it over, you know, could that help uh, Kylo compete against, um, you know, because Kylo, you know, being at I five, being out initiative, out PS'd by um, the I sixes, can having Snoke on the board help him? Also, what is the um, major Fa- uh, Captain Phasma? Captain Phasma. Yeah. Who has Mara Jade's old ability? That might be good on um, like a Tabson if you can, like you just shove it into a uh, separatist form they can't turn around. Yeah, I mean Phasma is great. The problem is finding the the room for it, right? Um, yeah. And that's always kind of been uh, First Order's big problem, I guess. Is you know they have some really cool upgrades they can play around with, and they just don't have room for any of it. <laughs> I definitely feel that. Like like I said, we're, we're at that state of the game where we know first order fixes are coming. It's just a matter of um, now is not the time that we're going to have to see them. Like I said, it's something to definitely take a look at. But, I mean, if you're uh, nothing to tech against, it's def- you have to know what it does and uh, be aware of it. Um, but other than that, like, they're the same it's always kind of been. Um Let's move on to Scum, because I feel like, you know, Scum's kind of a different take from a Hyperspace to Extended. Where Extended, you had a lot of Torkoal shenanigans. Granted, you always had Quad Vipers. Boba Fenn made a big appearance in Worlds. Um, so you still have that. But I think with, you know, like I said, with Torkoal kind of like getting the axe there the Kirax is getting the axe, you might see some different variations of these lists. Like, okay, so I definitely think Boba Fenn's going to make an appearance. Definitely Quad Vipers. Uh, Guri is a staple. Um, I'd be shocked to see if there's any kind of Dengars out there. Four Fangs is a list, you know, that has performed very well in hyperspace trials in the past. That was pre nantex and snare though so i'm not sure how that will pan out for them but it is something that you know could potentially perform very well um i know with around nova and worlds a lot of lists kind of started incorporating old terok and i think the ball's in his court to kind of you know he, he is probably the um 
Fang Fighter, the go-to Fang Fighter at the moment. Like Fen is, like I said, he's very good. He's a very big investment though, and it will be. It hurts when he dies, uh, from experience. So with that being said, uh, nothing really new. Like like I said, the Jump Master, I don't think is going to make that big of an impact. I would be shocked if any of the Seeks, with the exception of maybe Sunny Bounder, make any kind of impact. Uh, but other than that, we're going to see the same things that we have with the Quad Vipers. And, you know, I know I'm repeating myself and the Boba Fan. But um, I just don't know. Like, I don't think we're going to see any Hans out there. I don't think we're going to see as many escape pods. Um, if you're bringing an escape pod, I 100% think you should find the room for Lando as opposed to L3. Um anything else on that guys like what do, you, do you guys have any thoughts on scum i think um you know scum loses a lot of its tools going to hyperspace definitely uh, probably more than any other more than any other faction uh, i think the two ship scum players you know they're all many of them like those are the lists that they love and they fly and they can be very good so like boba fan or fenguri or um you know, people like, uh, you know, like Phil GC, you, you have to imagine. So Phil GC flying, you know, was flying what Fen Gurry in extended, you know, in a hyperspace bed, I wonder what he would be able to do with, uh, with that, with those two. Um, I think, um, yeah. So I think they're in a tough position. I wonder, Andrew, what do you think of multiple fire sprays, like multiple bounty hunters and us, like two bounty hunters plus Fen or three bounty hunters i think it's something that people need to look at um it's i know one of our somewhat locals he was running three bounty hunters in the fire sprays and i think you know he kind of performed very well it's it's a list that you know with medium bases they and a lot of hit points that that could perform well so uh, i think if i had any of the factions that would kind of break the meta of what people are bringing. I, I think this would be it. Like I think something might perform well that nobody's uh, looking at the radar, and that's because there's all these tools that were, you know, very extended viable, but might be viable in the hyperspace format, or it could be completely wrong, and we'll just see the same things over and over again. So, it, 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 like I said, it will be interesting to see that. Like, yes, something like Fen Gurry with Phil GC is crazy good in the hands of Phil GC. But I think at the same time, not everyone can do the same things that he does. Like, uh, his range control and understanding the different, like, where things are going, the pieces of the game, uh, not everyone can do. And, uh, like I said, I think that we might see some things outside of this list and meta um, pop up. Um, any other comments on Scum? Cool. Let's go to Separatists. Um, there's no denying what we're going to see here. We're definitely going to see Seer Swarms. Seer Swarms are probably going to be... Um, they're probably going to be the top of the pile. Like I would put Seer Swarms over... Um, and snare, I think, at this point. And uh, some people might re out on that, but I really think Seer is the the best thing going for Separatists at the moment. What do, you, do you guys agree? I completely agree. And it's been around long enough that the people playing it have a ton of reps with it. Uh, so they're, you know, able to, to fly it really well. Um, you know, it's a nasty, nasty list that if you don't know how to approach it properly, I mean, you could just lose it all in one turn. So I agree. I think Seer Swarms are going to be the, the strongest performing out of all the Separatist lists. Right. And Jonathan, you mentioned this earlier that there's different variations of the Seer Swarm coming. Like, that you really have to kind of look at the um, the upgrades on each of the cards. Like, are, are people bringing anything other than TA-175? Is that what it is? Um <laughs> Some I, some people bring crack will still bring kraken. Uh, the reason being, you can have then seer can hold the calculate token also. Okay. Uh, so for instance, if you had a list with so then seer could hold the cal- calculate and use it as uh, for defensive or use his own ability on himself because normally he can't. 
and the the TA one seventy five has the the big problem with the mirror match um, that you don't have with Kraken, obviously. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, reasons maybe to bring Kraken would be if you have a Seer Chertak and um, and then uh, Vulture list. Uh, if you bring Kraken, then you could give um, you can. So both Seer and Chertek could hold the calculate. Yeah. So that would be, or you you could, I'm sorry. So Seer could hold the calculate. And then there's a way to say, there is a way to pass the calculate to Chertek. Um, if yeah, you. It's one of the vultures. That... Yeah. If you get the vault, the one that can pass it, then it can pass it. And then Chertek can hold it using, nice. uh, using Kraken. Right. So with that being said, though, so we're going to see some ensnare involved with these Seer swarms that, um, might be outside of the traditional standard seer swarms. Um, so that's definitely something to take a look at as well. Like, I know people are somewhat in super panic mode. I think people should be maybe a little bit more in panic mode with the hyperspace format because we're going to see the limited card pool. Um, but outside of seer swarms, we're, we're definitely going to see the Grievous and two Nantexes pop up then um <laughs> chris has a lot of ensnare listed on this but I, I i doubt we might see as many things like that i would love to see what the actual breakdown of separatists is um come friday afternoon to see to see how many ensnare lists there are as opposed to how many seer swarms there are um but with that being said ensnare is definitely something that you need to know that is something that you definitely need to look at and you need to know how to handle um I, i've played a number of games against it i think it is definitely beatable like but you like i said if you don't know what it's doing you're going to have a bad time and that's more or less how you have to go into that those games is when you see those ensnare lists you have to realize you're no fly zones and you have to try to beat it at, you know, it's, it's maybe even running away or something like that because you know you have to find that perfect engagement to try to trap them and catch them on that one one mistake. Um, so, a, a, any last comments on Separatist? That, like, you know, with anything else? Brett, how do you feel about Ensnare going into it with your Jedi? Um, I'm going to try and do the same strategy I had for Worlds of matchup dodging it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's very scary, and if it shows up, then I'm I'm just going to basically lose. Um, you know, if I'm playing three games against it, there, there's no way I'm going to be able to make the cut. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it hasn't been showing up too much. And, you know, with PAX being announced as late as it was, I, I don't really feel like this is the type of tournament where someone has been teching something for months um, to hold it back. You know, it's still pretty close to Worlds, so um, I, I think that the showing is not going to be too strong just because it hasn't been showing up anywhere else. That's fair. All right, so then why don't you tell us about Republic then, because I'm sure you probably know the best about this. Um uh, at least, tell me about your Jedi. Tell me what you're thinking about with Jedi and how they're going to be represented. I think that they will be, I mean, probably 75 to 80% of the Republic ships that are being flown. They're just so cost-effective and so strong. Um, you know, Obi and Plo together, uh, those two I-5s, they still leave a ton of room for, for something else. I'm personally bringing Mace as my third one, but you can bring Anakin um, and if you know you're gonna have to make some compromises on seven Bs for for the other two, uh, if you if you do that. But I mean that's a, a very strong list. Um, you could have just Obi Plow and uh, you know uh, like a, a Rick or uh, an Annie in the the N one with some type of torpedo. Um, the the Y wing is is gonna make an appearance. Uh, you know I, I had been hoping I was gonna be able to come on here and and make the declaration that Anakin in the Y wing was the best Anakin. Um, I, I don't think I get to say that, but Broadside is still a really, really solid piece um, that, you know, is cheap enough you can fit into, you know, a four or five ship list. Um, so I think that Republic is in a really strong place 
uh, going forward. And that doesn't even mention Synchro Swarm, which some people, uh, you know, think is, is one of the strongest types of swarms out there. Um, I, I know Jonathan's flown it, so he probably has some opinions on it. I personally just am not into swarm, so I don't have any real experience flying it. But uh, I think Republic's in a great place. I think Jedi are going to be all over the place. Um, and I am very excited to fly them. <laughs> Jonathan, what do you think about yeah. Sinker Swarm? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think the Sinker Swarm, yeah, I think the Sinker Swarm can be very good. Uh, there is some flexibility in how you choose to build it out. I mean, with, you know, Sinker, four torrents, and then there's room for that, um, what you choose to put in on sixth ship, whether it is uh, Rick or another arc or uh, Y-Wing, like Broadside. So I had been playing with Broadside in that spot and it, with Ion Cannon Turret and um, R4, and it leaves room to put a hull upgrade onto, um, onto Sinker. Um, and I've flown this list a fair amount over the last couple of months. I was having some hard time in extended matchups against Inquisitors because it could be very, I mean, just the math, even with average math, you know, like sometimes like three or four torrents shooting at an Inquisitor or even all your ships shooting at an Inquisitor. You put through one shield, maybe you do two. Sometimes it can be really hard to chip that damage through. So that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but with fewer Inquisitors, I think there that will that won't be as much of an issue. I think seeing the worst thing to see might be a seer swarm with, with uh, the separatist drones rather than trade federation. Cause if they can shoot at three, they can definitely take, they can throw enough shots at a sinker swarm to take off some torrents before they can shoot. And that would be a big issue. I think the big advantage in the past with the sinker swarm was you, you usually ran into trade federation drones, you know, and then if you have the initiative advantage over them, then you could, you could initiative kill them. Um, but the separatists can do a mix of I1s and I3s. So they have, they if they use the I1s to block and then they have I3s to shoot, that could be very dangerous. And I think if you're a separatist player expecting to see other seer swarms, that might be a good idea to bring like one or two, uh, like two, say, of the Trade Federation drones for blocking and then the rest at I3 to to hopefully initiative kill like opposing drones. So I think the Sinker Swarm is still good, but it does have, it, I, it's not as strong. I think the Seer, the, the Sinker Swarm is good, but I think the Seer Swarm can actually give it a real run for its money. What happened to, um, it was the Obi-Ali two arc list. Did that get like points nerfed out of the water? So I feel like that was a pretty good list. Um, I think that was the one that Sam Page won the top deck regional with. Did that end could, up again? Adjust it. I think you could. You can still fit that. You but... can still fit it. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about Republic. I mean, Brett probably is our go-to guy on that stuff. Uh, I'm definitely expecting to see Jedi out there, and they're going to be regening and going to be a big pain in the ass. Because that's what they are. Um, sorry, Brett. Um, it's okay. I'll get over it. It's okay. Maybe. Yeah. So no, I I definitely think it's going to be you know a, a Jedi's world out there. We're going to see seer swarms out there performing crazily. Um, but going over all this, let me ask you guys: What faction do you think is going to win? Brett, how about you? What, what do you think is going to win? I'll go Empire just because I think there's going to be more Empire than anything else. Um, I mean, they do lose a lot of toys, but, um, you know, I, I expect that a lot of the, the bigger names who are going to be going there are going to go with some type of Vader Suntir type of list and, uh, you know, just dominate everything with that high initiative. Yep. Jonathan, how about you? Do you, do you what do you think? You know, I think, I think the Separatists will probably have the best they could definitely have the best uh, conversion rate from Swiss to cut. Cause I could certainly imagine like a relatively small number of separate. So I don't know, like 10% of the field being separatists, but like, you know, 15% of the cut being separatist. 
I could definitely see them performing really well. Uh, so I will, yeah, I'll go ahead on the limb and say Separatists. All right. This is going back to, to a while, but I feel like Separatists, at least like, for instance, at Nova, um, it really seemed to be a, a skill-based faction. Um, I mean, because we saw the first day of Nova, I, I think like seven or eight Separatist lists made it through. I think there were none on the second day. Um, they they really seem like a kind of faction that rewards yeah, um, you cut off for a second there. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I don't know where it was, but I, I just think the, the Separatists really reward skilled flying, and I, I like that about them. Sure. I, I could definitely see that. Um, I, I, I think Separatists have a good shot at this. Um, uh, Empire always, always performs well, so it would not shock me. But I think I'm going to take Republic on this one just because I, I feel like um, they did perform so well in the hyperspace trials this season. Um, I think people are going to pick them up again and it's going to be like riding a bike and they're just going to breeze through certain things. So it'll be interesting to see how this does pan out. Um, and it was, So there, Brett, you got Empire. Jonathan, you got Separatist. I got Republic. Um, if any of us win, they get the week off. <laughs> okay, you normally you get to like pick the guy usually who makes like the final table. So you picking a faction is not enough right. in my opinion. You need a win. Um <laughs> All right, so let's go into our personal prep and thoughts leading into PAX. Like I said, PAX is always a great time. I don't care what some people say on different Facebook pages about PAX being um not a good time because they've definitely improved the last year. I know it's gotten bigger this year. I believe they're even changing the tournament hole again. Um, I always have a blast whenever I'm there. So uh, I'm, you know, hoping to have a great time. And because of that, I'll go first with this, you know, my personal prep with that is I'm flying. I have not, I've been super busy, you know, uh, baby talent being his year. Um, I've been busy with that. I've been busy trying to keep up with um, the different like swag for you guys. Speaking of which, Patreon rewards are out in the mail. Keep an eye on your mailboxes. Um, they are out. So I've gotten around to that. Um, so I'm taking a completely different approach to this. I'm looking to have as much fun as possible uh, in this tournament. Um I wish I was bringing Sunny Bounder, but I'm not. I really should because it's so much fun screaming Sunny Bounder um, whenever she procs. But I'm going for the little bit of the hygiene. Like I'm playing Gotcha Wing. Uh, come, um, packs unplugged. My list. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'll spoil it next week when I tell you guys that I went 0 and 6 with it. Um, so we're going there. But like I said, I mean that's my prep. Like I haven't gotten a lot of games in. But I wanted to play something that's kind of fun for me. And I'm not going to win it. Like I said, I've been super busy. I have not had time to prep or anything like this. But I'm going to have fun. And if you guys are there, definitely come up and say hi to us. Um, And that's basically what I'm going to be there for, just to have fun and, you know, meet and talk to everyone. Um, Brett. You're taking the different approach. I believe you're taking something that you're very true and familiar with. So I, I am, right? I I really admire you for being able to say, hey, I'm just going to come. I'm going to have fun. And I might go 0-6. Um, I, especially when travel's involved and hotels and whatnot, I, I always say to myself, all right, I'm just going to start, you know, just, you know, joking around and, and play for fun a little bit. But um, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm bringing my three Jedi, the ones who I, I took to Nova. It's Obi, Plo, and Mace um, with two 7Bs and one CLT and Sense and all the, the tricks out there. I'm not going to win it. I'm, I'm sure about that. It's a list that's been around for, for way too long. But, uh, I mean, you know, it gives me a shot at making the cut, which is really, uh, you know, pretty, pretty fun at these system opens um, when you're able to do that. Um, I am not quite as optimistic as you are um, about PAX and how it's going to be run. Um, I, I mean, we still don't know what type of app we're using, if any, for the the tournament. Uh, it looks like they're they're still you know trying to get staff to to get everything up and running. Um, the Yeti gaming page is is kind of like a disaster with talking about the wrong formats um, and everything along those lines. So I, I'm hoping that I'm 
going to be uh, you know, proven wrong here, but Cascade did, in my opinion, such a good job running the system opens that I'm worried that we're going to be very disappointed uh, with how things are moving forward. Yeah, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this. Um, I, I know, uh, listen, guys, if you're at PAX, um, give them a break because I'm sure they probably got these shorthand from FFG. So try to remember that. Um, D-Yoon is coming into Marshall it. So, uh, you know, like I said, try to give them a break. For we're, I'm sure we're probably going to start late like we always do. They, you know... They say that we're supposed to start at 11 o'clock, so back on 11.30, um, if not 12. But like I said, give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, and hopefully things run smoothly. And for future uh, system opens, they have things ironed out. Like I said, this is the first system open of the series each year. So uh, like I said, I'm going to blame FFG a little bit on this, that they probably didn't get all the information right off the bat so it was kind of hard for them so uh, I, i'm glad you mentioned that i'll preface it by that um so jonathan are you preparing at all for packs tell us what you're thinking so i mean i had been thinking about bringing the sinker swarm uh on the table it just hasn't felt quite right but it is what i've had the most reps with in this last quarter or so so um so there's that either the sinker swarm with probably broadside as the sixth ship. Uh, the other possibility is, so you, I always, in the end, go back to Rebels at a certain time. And uh, so I maybe some combination for ship Rebel. Um, I was thinking about Luke and Jake and uh, Cassian and Braylon, um, or maybe some combination thereof, or maybe um, Lando. I would, I kind of like Lando. I just... Wonder if I can keep Lando alive if he's being chased down by a whole bunch of drones. So, uh, but then maybe a boosting large base turret, you know, that was might be a good sort of answer to drones and it's sort of ensnare proof unless I run into uh, a triple or quad ensnare list. So, um, I'm, st- I'm actually undecided. So, uh, yeah, I will hopefully know by tomorrow when I'm at the store and get to put some ships on the table and try to figure things out. Cool. Um, so I think that's going to wrap up the most part of the episode. Um, like I said earlier, our Patreon rewards are out. They are in the mail. Don't worry, they are coming. I am super sorry. If you are at PAX, I might even have some more swag for you to hand out. Um, like I said, Baby Talon Bane is super grateful for your patience and all of that um if you are still on the fence about going to packs uh i might have some opportunities about marshalling or i'm sorry judging rather if you are interested uh you can contact me on the facebook page andrew lewinsky i might be able to put you into the right direction to maybe even get you a badge or into it to um and even compensation for your time and swag outside of that so um we were reached out by yeti and you know he asked about um possible other judges so i can maybe try to forward some people's information his way if needed um so like i said they are still looking for judges i believe they are going to try to help out with you know badges and i'm I'm definitely sure the compensation would probably be included with that with for your time um so if you're interested like i said either shoot me an email um or a Facebook message, anything along those lines, so we can try to make this run as smooth as possible. Other than that, do we have any other shout-outs that we wanted to say um, before we close out? Anyone got Nothing anything? for me. Nothing? All um, right. No. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you are a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook at Liberty Squadron Facebook page or on our uh, Patreon page or anything along those lines. Uh, Liberty Squadron, just Google search it. We actually show up now. Fun times. All right. I am looking forward to seeing everyone at PAX Unplugged this weekend. It is going to be a blast. Come say hi. Come play games. I'm going to bring some board games in between rounds or afterwards, so we should have fun. We're probably going to be going out Friday night after the, you know, so if you need something to do, definitely come check us out, and we'll I'm sure we'll get some drinks with you or some food afterwards, um, and, and we'll let you know where we're going. So definitely come say hi. It's always a great pleasure to hear what you guys have to say about the show. Other than that, That's about it. So I want to thank everyone for listening and have a good night.